Hello and welcome to You Can Do Big Things. I'm Katie, a mindset and success coach dedicated to helping women just like you build a mindset for success, achieve their goals and level up in all areas of their life. This podcast is the place where I share positive vibes and practical guidance to help fire up your motivation, empower you to go after your dreams and give you the confidence to do the things that scare you. I'll be sharing insights into my story alongside the actionable tips, tools and advice that I use with my private clients. I'm here to show you that your potential is limitless. So if you're ready to dive in, it's time to realise you can do big things. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This week I'm joined by my wonderful friend Georgie Sperling, who is also the founder of The GS Method. So welcome Georgie. Hello. How are you? I'm so excited. I'm so excited as well. Would you mind just giving us a quick intro to you, what the GS method is, who you are, what you do? Yeah, so I'm Georgie, as Katie just said. I run a business called the GS method, which is now a holistic well-being company. Um, I first started with my fitness method after suffering from a lot of burnout and wanted to find something that I could do that was low impact but still got me like good results you know um and then yeah so I started a company that uh is all about nourishing yourself from the inside out it's gentle approach to wellness and covers sort of all pillars like a one-stop shop I aim to be um so yeah that's a very quick summary (laughs) Oh, honestly, it's been so amazing to watch you grow the business over like the last few years since we have known each other, even thinking about we obviously lived together a few years ago and how far it's it's come from then. Has, is, I think, is I think we've both grown so much. Oh no, so much has changed since from then. our young wild days, Katie. <laughs> wild days, we were also in bed at nine o'clock eating toast. I know, we were eating granola on the sofa at nine o'clock, but you do you grow up so much in your sort of mid-20s I think yeah absolutely and where did the GS method kind of all begin what's that journey when you birthed this wonderful platform (laughs) um how long do you have no (laughs) I I, so it came from I've been a trainer for nearly nine years now as a personal trainer and I started in a lovely gym in Chelsea teaching HIIT and weightlifting which I really loved at the time. I absolutely adored it. It was like, you know, you have to sort of get experience when you're first a piece or you first anything, right? Start from the bottom. Um, And then about three and a half, four years into that, I suffered with massive burnout um, and fatigue. I just, overnight, my body was like, nope, I've had enough. And I think at the time, I didn't think it was very common, but now looking back, the amount of people that suffer with burnout now is staggering. Um, but at the time I was like what is happening to me Um, and so I kind of sort of (sighs) recovered myself or rehabbed myself by creating really small gentle slow tempo moves from my bedroom that would give my muscles a burn and strengthen them but without me spiking my stress hormones so my cortisol and adrenaline which would just crash me if I did that um so I did that and then I went back to training my corporate clients and offices and realized the same thing that you're you know you're about to burn out too you're extremely stressed um and switched them to doing this way of training and they just their energy went through the roof 
so that's that's when the idea started and then only in the last two years have I put it online for for everyone to try I guess just a new way of moving amazing and I find your journey is so inspiring to say the least even thinking about obviously how far you've come in the last few years but actually even before you were a PT and when you were in school and when you were a child obviously the kind of the health complications you'd had there and the way that you've been so resilient through (laughs) all of that and actually I know your whole (laughs) (laughs) yeah being stubborn basically wanting to prove people wrong and not follow kind of the route that everybody else is following and doing the same thing that everyone else is doing so kind of how has that resilience and I don't know if you want to kind of touch upon your childhood and you and you growing up and some of the things you faced through that how has that really impacted your life and shaped the things that you're doing now yeah I think to be honest with you I think when I was a child it started off as like tenacity if someone tells you you can't do something you want to do it as a child like it's just like the opposite game isn't it all the time when you're when you're four or five years old um so I I had a, a pretty um a pretty severe uh, operation when I was four and they told my parents and me at the time that I would never be able to exercise which obviously when I'm four I don't understand I thought nothing of it but then growing up in a family like mine very sporty my dad's like an ex golfer pro golfer um I soon realized how much joy they got from movement no matter what it was my brother was playing sport and you know my mum loved her Tracy Anderson (laughs) Um, and I just saw and you know at school I saw everyone playing sports and I just felt really left out to be honest so something came over me in sixth form and I was like no I have to move so I just chose to do dance a level on a whim um and everyone was very angry at me at the time (laughs) um and thought it was a ridiculous idea but it changed my life that was the the life-changing point for me and um realized just how much joy and like pleasure and mental health um support I got from moving my body no matter what what way it is um and it's, it's, it's been a constant battle. I'd say only in the last sort of four years when they've realized that actually movement is good for me. Um, it's been a constant sort of yearly battle at checkups and stuff, but I've, I've always known that it's good for me. This is the whole thing about listening to your body and we, you, you say it all the time, I know. Um, and yeah, I just, I pushed and pushed and pushed. <laughs> I'm a stubborn little human. <laughs> and, and that's one of the many reasons that I love you. <laughs> Yeah, but I think, sorry, going back to your question, um, I think what it has taught me is to, you're in your own journey, like you can't, you can't look at someone else with the same condition because everyone else with my condition, although being very rare, um, that doesn't exercise, is very unhealthy and very unfit. And I can't look at that and think that is going to be my life. So create the life you want to create, basically. And that's, yeah. I completely every knockdown sorry no I was gonna say I absolutely love that movement for you is something that makes you feel good and has been such a positive part of well shaping your whole life and and through your recovery it's not something because you wanted to look a certain way or you wanted to kill yourself in the gym (laughs) or get abs or whatever obviously that that's a nice side effect but actually it was because it's something that 
made you feel so good in yourself and it, and it gave you those kind of mental benefits as well yeah. well I was always looked at as like I don't like this isn't a pity party I was always looked at as the sick kid like the ill kid and I wanted to show I was strong and movement and dance was my way of showing that I'm that I'm bloody strong and so that was another reason um and I think every time that you get pushed back like no matter who it's from like a doctor or you get rejected from a job or whatever it is it gives you inner strength so I built that yeah I completely um, agree yeah sometimes we need those knockbacks to help us come back stronger we do, we do. I think it really like builds proper like foundation of strength in you yeah, absolutely. And actually, I'm interested because obviously I've been on this journey recently as well from readjusting from high intensity, high impact exercise to yeah. low impact, doing something that's a bit gentler on yourself, a bit gentler on your joints. And obviously, the psychological side of that transition is it's challenging. So how did you kind of adjust your training? Because I know you were like me, hit bunny, weightlifting, yeah. doing yeah high impact, high intensity stuff all the time to, let's face it, moving to the complete opposite in a society that where we are driven to believe in order to get results, we need to be doing HIIT workouts six times a week. Yeah, well, I've been there. <laughs> I, I think I got so excited at how much exercise I could physically do. I just went so overboard. Um, <laughs> but it, I'm not gonna lie, it's terrifying. It is terrifying and I, at the time, I was kind of forced to do it. So, you know, that helps that you're forced to do it. But I cannot tell you the benefit it's had on my life and my energy and my mood making the switch. Um, yeah, I think just take it day by day. I say to clients now, like move your ratios around. So don't just cold turkey unless you have to, like I did. Um, don't just you know quit everything that your body's used to and your mind's used to all of a sudden take out one of your hip workouts replace it with a pilates session or strength or uh, you know stretch whatever you feel comfortable number one thing is you have to enjoy what you're doing um if you're forcing yourself through a workout you're never going to like it you're never going to stick to it either yeah. but just slowly incrementally just change the ratio ratio see how it makes you feel i i usually get clients to um have a workout diary and they will write when they did their workout how they felt during it and how they felt after it and then how they felt the next day and it's really interesting when you start putting in sort of slow calm uh more gentle movement to your body and joints how quickly you feel a lot better um this is not me saying that hit or anything like that is bad for you it's actually very good for you but it is very stressful on your body. And if you're a person that can't, you're, you know, you're sensitive to that, then maybe try a different way of moving. Yeah, absolutely. And like the way that you feel, I think is something that I've become a, a lot more in tune with over the last year or so. And actually recognizing if I am a little bit stressed is the best thing for me to do to grab a coffee and do a HIIT workout. Yeah, actually, that needs to be hard though, not. it? Come on. <laughs> It's actually probably doing something slower lower yeah. impact and maybe having like a matcha or something and actually really noticing like the the way that you feel after doing a workout and how you feel for the rest of the day because as much as we absolutely love to work out and like you said exercise should be something that you really enjoy yeah actually 
like it's unrealistic to assume that we're all going to wake up in the morning and be like oh my gosh I can't wait for George <laughs> to absolutely whip my ass and feel like my inner thigh is catching on fire <laughs> I mean I absolutely love that but <laughs> well low impact hurts like people think it, that it doesn't it's awful. It, it, <laughs> awful in a wonderful way but like the burn like, is like nothing else it's yeah it's so effective and I think there's the this huge misconception about um, low impact workouts that it's just the middle-aged woman lying on a mat, which is fine if that's what you like, but it's, it, there's, so, there's so much in that category that you can explore, you know? Yeah. Oh, so I get so excited if like you're teaching at an event or something and people haven't done the GS method before and they're like, oh, it's just a, <laughs> a gentle yoga Pilates. I'm like, you've got no idea. Dave, you've got no <laughs> clue what's coming. And actually the best things about your workouts are, is the fact that you don't have to spend an hour in a gym. Like they're predominantly, well, they're pretty much all workouts from home and you can do yeah. them within 20 minutes. Yeah, so the, the reason behind that is because a lot of the corporates that I used to train pre-pandemic, let's say, um, they lit, you know, they would book me in at one o'clock and then they'd call me saying, I have 15 minutes this is all I have until my next meeting so I'd have to come up with a really effective way of destroying their muscles but keeping them calm in 15 minutes it's this great balance that you can get like and I think time poor people these days or stressed people or people who've just lost their motivation from the last 18 months of the world going mental think that oh I can't be bothered to go to a gym for an hour then change then do this and that just do start with 10 minutes of an effective workout and just see how you feel. And then it becomes addictive as we know. Yeah. And you want to do more and you want to, you know, you want to share it more and yeah, it's just a yeah, great. Thing. And actually like you've been so influential in my journey of like having that all or nothing mindset with exercise. Like I used to think if I'm, if I'm into fitness and if I'm exercising, I have to go to the gym six days a week for at least an hour at a time and absolutely kill myself throwing myself around tuck jumping around oh um, god they make me want a wee <laughs> oh me too I used to piss myself all the time <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming out now literally we've ruined your podcast already um actually like you've really shown me that like exercise is a complementary part to your life and your whole life shouldn't evolve around a workout no, I think a lovely addition to your life and even if it is something that's 10 minutes or 20 minutes or half an hour or however long it should be something that so perfectly slots into your life that you almost yeah. don't think about doing it it's just something that adds a way to it adds something that makes you feel amazing yeah it should be seamless I can say this it should be seamlessly slotting into your life you shouldn't have to worry about oh I haven't exercised today when am I going to put it in um you shouldn't worry about oh I'm exhausted today but I have to work out that's the worst thing you can do because then you're attaching uh movement with a negative mindset and it's, it's it's game over from there you know you need to always be in a positive headspace to go into a workout and you know make yourself feel energized from it and just strong and powerful I mean this is what I'm all this is what I've been about since I'm four I want to feel powerful and I want to feel strong and I want people to stop telling me I'm weak <laughs> and and I, I guess that 
has done a full circle into the GS method. It just took me a while to find my place and my footing. But I really feel like I found that and I really want to help other people feel powerful within themselves. And even using that language and thinking about exercise in that way has such a huge impact of how we see movement and I think a lot of the time it's like oh I have to go to the gym oh god I have to get back into exercise like it's a chore and like it's something that we hate and it's a really negative thing that we're adding into our life but actually like reframing it to how like amazing you're going to feel after it or like I can't wait to move my body or like I'm doing it with a friend and it's almost becomes part of a social life and yeah something that makes you feel really really amazing and thinking about exercise in that way rather than thinking of like oh god it's like a chore that I really really don't want to do makes it much easier for you to actually sorry the ice the ice cream van's going has to ask about <laughs> exercise <laughs> oh, let's go get one yeah absolutely it makes you see exercise in a much more positive light which yeah it be well it's the same as like we're not nutritionists but it's the same as food you hear like Sophie or the nutritionists talk about and I've always heard my mum say you've got to attach food in a positive light you know we all go through stages and you know some of us have struggled with it but, but seeing a part of your life as a really positive addition will change the way that you do it the way that you perform the way that you feel about it the next day just everything and yeah I just think a lot of the time when I was younger at first a PT my mindset I'm going to destroy myself in this hit just I'm just going to absolutely wipe the floor with it and although that's like a like kick-ass attitude it doesn't it doesn't work long term because I don't want to destroy my body I want to strengthen it and I want to nourish it now I guess it comes with age as well and learning and you know listening to your body is a thing that takes years so Yeah, I completely agree. And actually, while we're on the topic of mindset, I'd love to know kind of what is your motivation, not only behind exercise, but around obviously being so disciplined in your business and being very driven in kind of everything that you're doing in life. What really is the thing that keeps you motivated? Well, throughout my whole life, it's been to prove everyone wrong, as silly as that sounds. Like, that makes me sound like... I just want to prove that I can do it and I can smash it. Um, But I guess my other inspiration is I like a lot for my family, like they're very sporty, the movement stuff. A lot of inspiration comes from the people I surround myself with and what they're doing, especially you and, you know, people in my life that are doing just, just wonderful things that are different to what I'm doing. I'm always fascinated by that um and yeah I guess just positive people inspire me (laughs) yeah I that's my biggest motivation as well like actually surrounding myself with people who inspire me to be I mean as cheesy as it sounds like a better version of myself and do things that I know ultimately is is going to make me feel good and if someone is say struggling with motivation to get back to the gym after we've been in lockdown or look after themselves or, or prior to, prior to prioritize the things that make them feel good, yeah. what would you say as like your tips to kind of get back into the swing of things and, and feel more motivated? So the first thing I would do, and this is, sounds really silly, but it's a really good tip is to put your active wear on the first thing you do when you get up. <laughs> 
Um, because also, it, what is anyone else wearing these days? What are you wearing if not active wear? Like <laughs> pajamas or active wear. But put on a nice like set of active wear. Um, secondly, is dip your toes into something new. If you if you if you stopped motivate motivation over the lockdown or over you know this period of time and you used to exercise and now you've just lost your way a bit try something new something that's going to excite you something that you need to use a bit of brain power for and distracts you and I think that's a really good way of of getting back into the swing of things number three is to as much as I say like it's a fine line between listening to your body if you need a rest day take it and diarising your workouts. It depends what type of person you are, actually, I've found. Like every, a lot of people like diarise, a lot of people don't. But if you're someone who wants um, a bit of accountability, diarise it, follow a schedule online or at the gym or like follow a programme. You don't have to stick to it every day, but you know, physically tick off your workouts and you'll feel so good about yourself. And then lastly is do it with a friend or do it with a community. Don't do it on your own. You know, find, grab your best friend and do it with her if you're starting a new fitness regime or uh, join a part of the community online and, you know, know, but just know that you are not alone. Like fitness is my job and I have lost motivation during lockdown. And I think everyone has, everyone's lost their way. Everyone is like bloody exhausted from this situation, whether you've been affected or not, or whether, you know, whatever's going on in your life I think you have to take that we are mentally exhausted and it's going to take a long time to heal that and to get back to where we were in terms of like energy and drive you know yeah I absolutely love that you've said that and yeah keeping it real (laughs) yeah yeah just be easy on yourself I think we we can all uh, deserve a massive break after the s-i-h-i-t we've been through (laughs) Swearing is very much encouraged on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You clearly are like a very motivated and driven individual. I literally can't speak today. (laughs) Yeah, I just had a drink before we came on here. (laughs) I'm joking. Had a few gins, no. Oh, I wish. I wish. (laughs) You are clearly a very driven individual, even obviously trying to prove people wrong going through your childhood and then setting up your own business and and kind of everything you've done in life and how you've even grown the business over the last few years how do you find I guess not even just thinking in a fitness sense but how do you find turning the switch off and actually being able to have that balance in your life and and I obviously know from recently setting up a business as well that it's difficult to like actually accept the fact that sometimes you need to just press pause and stop even when you're halfway through doing something and you've got uh overflowing to-do list and you do still have to prioritize having your evenings and having your weekends and and even taking holidays as a business owner obviously comes with a a very different mindset of obviously if you're in a a corporate job you're like annual leave like just completely switch off from work out of office goes on don't have to think about it but when you're a business owner and you obviously are so driven to to be successful and to see the business grow how do you kind of manage your energy levels and and find that level of balance well I've learned the hard way I've pushed the boundaries too much um as I mentioned before and have hit burnout which is totally shit (laughs) um I, I would say that you have to, I, I would, 
you know from you've you've seen both sides you've seen a, a, an employed job and a self-employed job like your own thing and then being part of a company I actually think there are so many benefits to being a business owner or self-employed the one thing that is harder in my opinion than being employed is to turn the off switch off yeah because there's always something to do there's always people to talk to and I have learned I would say in the last, actually in the last two years, when I went through a rough period nearly two years ago, and that's the, the switch got flicked for me. And it made me realize, right, I really need to be strict with my rest time and look after my mental health um, a bit more because it just threw me over the other side of the room. <laughs> so yeah, I just, I, I think you have to, again, if you're running a business and being a boss woman um, and you're diarising all of these things, then you must diarise your rest or your social life because that can go um, out the window very easily. And as busy as you are or as much as you want to achieve, you have to implement that into your routine. Otherwise, it's just not going to be good. Yeah, and that's something that I'm learning. Obviously, I'm much further back behind you in terms of setting up a business but I'm trying to be disciplined from day one to actually to know my limits before I get there so I don't hit that stage of burning out so I know that if I work kind of more than two evenings in the week that I feel like absolute crap the next day and I'm shattered and I can't concentrate and I feel completely unproductive yeah I also need at least one day on the weekend where I'm literally not doing anything not even having like busy social plans like really actually just relaxing being at home doing little bits and bobs going out for a walk and just completely going into slow motion yeah same with my mornings like I know that I need my hour in the morning otherwise I'm completely thrown off for the rest of the day so actually for me it's been really trying to get to know myself and getting to know what things that I need and everybody has ever, just has a very different tolerance in terms of how many hours yeah. they work, how much I would, yeah they need, what food they need to eat so just really tuning into like what do you actually need yeah I was literally about to say this you can look at people online and I try nowadays to like be quite quite honest with when I'm not working because I I follow people online which I love following don't get me wrong but I see and I get this impression that they constantly work. Oh, where have you gone? <laughs> Sorry, my laptop's ringing. <laughs> it's all going off. We've got laptops. We've got the ice cream. Sorry. <laughs> Lola the Kronos, right? <laughs> in a minute. <laughs> um, what was I saying? I um, Showing when yeah, you're working and seeing obviously people yeah, around. I see a lot, uh, you know, I can not compare but I see people working 24 or the impression is they're working 24 7 and I can't do that because of the nature of my job I am working out a lot I'm moving a lot I need extra rest I can't I can't do what other people do and that's been that's been quite mentally hard I think Mm. um I find that but even not comparing myself to other people I mean which is a whole other topic in itself which we can touch upon but even comparing myself to where I was like five years ago I used to yeah. work really long hours I don't I have the stamina time. I did three years ago no, I don't no. have it and now no. like we're I'm still absolutely <laughs> shattered yeah. by the end of the day well there's this uh, there's this thing that I'm reading into at the moment and it's uh, I guess it ties in with the GS method really nicely it's about long-term tiredness so you've been working what really hard for five well more than five years and it can actually hit you 
years down the line. Um, and, you know, two years ago, I was a very dark place and, and you know, really struggling. And it's, I think it's hitting me now because <laughs> mm. um, I'm exhausted and I have to just be mindful and not try to overthink it and just think, the last two years for everyone, not just me, have been an absolute drainer and our, our cups are empty. Um, and we have to be mindful that one, it is going to catch up on us and we are going to be tired. And it goes back to, to, to saying that you can be this like work, 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 push, push, push person, but it will bite you in the ass one day. I promise you that. <laughs> so just yeah, and it's give yourself like, some breaks. Yeah. When you go on holiday, like, you just suddenly feel absolutely shattered because suddenly it switches up with you as soon as you give yourself time to breathe. It's the work come down, as my dad calls it. You have three days of like a come down before you yeah. start feeling better again on holiday. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, learning learning that balance is probably one of the most difficult lessons in life. Like balance with exercise, balance with work, balance with social plans, and and. Yeah. I think like the, the scales are always going to be tipping slightly, aren't they? And, and it's just about trying to keep them as even as you can. And, yeah. and knowing that, say if you are going through like a, a busy time, like if someone's in a, when I used to work in accounting in, in like a corporate job, January, February was always crazy busy. And like, I knew it was going to be crazy busy. It was year end. And I fos could foresee that. So I knew mm -hmm. December, right. This is my time to actually give myself <laughs> as much rest as possible. And yeah. then March onwards, again, it was like, I'm not going to fill every weekend and I'm not going to be working until crazy hours because I had to almost like regain that balance because I knew that January, February time, I, as shit as it was, I wasn't going to have great balance. So actually not every single day has to look perfectly balanced, but kind of looking at things over a period of maybe like a couple of weeks or a couple of months, actually yeah. accepting the fact that there are going to be busier times and there are going to be times where you need a bit of a, to hustle a bit more and actually work longer hours, yeah. but actually that can't go on for a prolonged period of time without actually yeah. having some detrimental consequences at some point. Yeah. And I think, on that point is that you don't overthink it. We can think, oh, how much of this should I be doing? Or how little of that should I be doing? And, you know, I know it's really hard. And I know like most of us don't have it like, and it's a, probably a lifelong journey, but listening to your body's cues is the most sort of correct answer you're gonna get in terms of how much should I work out a week? How much should I eat, do this? And I know it's like, I know because of society these days and the internet and everything, it's, we've, we've sort of all gone the other way. We're listening to like external information and people, but internally we know what's best for us. Um, and it's taken me a bloody long time to realize that, to be honest with you. And I wish I had a lot sooner and I'm still on my journey, but um, I know where I'm going. I know I need to listen, you know? Yeah. and like you say like it is a journey it's not an overnight okay I'm going to start listening to my body now and I'm going to no, know and, no. yeah and I also I also think that mental uh strain or like stress or emotions physically impact us there's direct correlation if you've been through a traumatic time or you are sad one day the next day you're going to be physically exhausted they're so they're they're one mind body connection 
And so people think, oh, you know, I had, I had an argument with my boyfriend last night or, you know, I had an argument, you know, I was upset at my friend two days ago. It won't affect me at work. It will. You'll feel exhausted. Yeah, and, I completely agree. Yeah. And touching upon compar- comparison, because I know we've kind of touched upon it a little, a little bit already. How have you found that that's impacted you? Because you are kind of going against the status quo of what we see on Instagram as throwing yeah. ourselves around and doing burpees. Um, and kind of online in general not just just through Instagram so how has that impacted you and how have you almost been so able to stay in your own lane and stick to your own approach and really what you believe in yeah and a lot of the time I mean it is re-educating people especially like with low impact training and, and kind of the way the way you train that's quite foreign to lots of people very yeah sticking to what you believe in despite the fact that you're obviously seeing so many people do so many different things how have you really stayed authentic to yourself and what you believe in despite all of that comparison um it was hard at first because it just I thought it made you know I thought when I was younger I sillily thought that doing crossfit or hit made you a stronger person since doing Pilates, training in Pilates, creating the GS method, it's very clear how much more, what, which one hurts more <laughs> to me. Um, and also it's completely changed my body and my energy and my mind. So that's, that's why I, I stick to it. I know, I know that it's best for me and I know that it's best for a lot of people, not everyone, but I know that it's a lot of people need to be woken up to this this new sort of way of movement because they're struggling with doing the sort of high impact stuff um and I guess trying to stay in my own lane I just really I'm really passionate about looking after people's stress levels and nourishing nourishing ourselves I'm really like it's my my goal in life to get people to feel as strong and powerful as I have done over the years of like feeling very, very weak when I was younger and sort of looked upon as the weak, weak link. Um, and so that drive, that drives me to do, to do what I'm doing. I know that it works. I've seen all my client transformations and, um, and I just, I'm, sorry, I was gonna say, do you find that you compare yourself to other people less because obviously you are so unique in your, in your method and kind of your ethos and your style? I think it's a natural human instinct to compare aesthetics and to compare mental state on, on special on Instagram. I think we'd be lying if we say, I don't compare to anyone. Cause I think that's just, it's, it's human instincts. Like I look at people online and I'm like, God, you look really good. Or Yeah. And um, actually like that, I know to some extent, like it is unhealthy, but in some ways it's a great source of inspiration and motivation goals we all have aesthetic goals like like, Like, I'm not gonna sit here and be like just work out for the feels that's that's the main reason why you should work out is to how it makes you feel once you've found something that makes you feel good what are your goals like what do you want to look like let's get there you know what I mean Uh, it's it's totally unrealistic to think that people don't have aesthetic goals or don't want to lose fat or do you know what I mean and a lot of the time probably a huge source of motivation is like looking at fit people and being like oh my god like 
they yeah. like being. <laughs> I yeah. want to. And I think, you know what, actually, I'm going to go to the gym today and I am oh. going to go on that walk or whatever. Yeah. Like comparing sometimes, and even think from children, our parents were there around us to role model the way. Like yeah. it is natural human instinct to be looking at what the people are doing around you, even thinking of like your bosses and, and people that you look up to within your kind of exactly. industry. I think it's I think it's natural and I think it's okay I think what's not okay is when you get like too obsessive about it but that could be in anything um and I just think that you should be proud if you're you know if you're whatever your skill set is whatever your passion or your job is you should be proud of what you've built I'm proud of the body that I've built from you know my um setbacks and from not having a body like a functioning organs like everyone else, um, I'm very proud of what I, what I've been able to achieve, and I I want other people to feel like that. And if if therefore them looking at me or looking at my peers, thinking oh they look so healthy and happy and vibrant and fit, then I think that's healthy comp- um, comparison. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And another mindset question. So I know that like even thinking about so how you've grown the GS method over the last couple of years, kind of jumping into corporates, hiring new trainers, doing your guest cook alongs. You are very bold. You are very confident. Like you take big leaps, you do scary things. And like it is scary when it's your own business. So how have you kind of learned that confidence and, and what kind of drives you to always be learning, always be growing, always to be kind of pushing the limits I I think this question is so interesting because I always have this conversation with my dad because I think you need a mix of both and I'm very like this way and then my dad's very like logical and he thinks things through I've always been the person to like speak before they think or act before they like run before they can walk and I'm very very creative and I just come up with new ideas and I act straight away without thinking upon them which actually when you run your own business I'd say is 80% a very good thing when you can just do it you know what's the worst that can happen you fail yeah at that thing um but there's 20% of the time where it's not a good thing <laughs> and I need to sit down and think about things and you know but I guess I've learned that over the years a again going back to like just knowing what my this is going to sound very deep but what my purpose is yeah and I've definitely learned that life is way too short to not do the things you want to do over the last you know I've experienced a lot of grief and I think that that teaches you um some hard lessons yeah it's, it's it's a hard thing to learn but don't wait around on something that you really want because life can be very very short and it can be over before you know it and I think we should just take the leaps and take the bold jumps and jump out that plane and yeah and like you said like taking those risks obviously it can be scary but really like what is the worst that's going to happen that it fails and even the way that you just said that like dismissed it like oh what's the worst that happened that I fail like failing isn't a big deal failing's a good thing I've failed so many times I have failed so many times I've been rejected so many times and it's horrible but it's what makes you learn yeah and I just I never used to be like this believe it or not and I think we just met each other when I before my life turned upside down 
and well we'd known each other a couple of years I think but we were getting to know each other a bit more and I just think I used to be someone who was too afraid to make big changes in my life um and to, you know afraid to rock the boat and I was very much the other way and I all of a sudden become this sort of spontaneous like I just will do what I want to do absolutely love it <laughs> And it's done me a world of good. And I think it's part of growing up as, as well as part of like experiences and stuff like that. But I'm, you know, I, I want to say to everyone out there, especially after the year we've been through, do whatever the F you want to do. We all deserve happiness and joy and to fuel our spirits. Yeah, completely. I fully agree. Like life is too short to be mm-hmm. doing, doing stuff or surrounding yourself with people that don't make you feel good. Oh yeah. Yeah, and, and my final question, one piece of advice that you would give your younger self? That's a very good question, Katie Sarah Forbes. <laughs> God, you use my middle name, it's getting serious. <laughs> oh, can I do that when I'm angry at you? Um, one piece of advice, don't be afraid to fall down. Don't be afraid to get knocked down because you will come back so much stronger from every time that you are pushed back down the hill or told that you can't do something or criticized by whoever it is you will come back a different human and so much stronger so don't take it on your stride the knockbacks yeah exactly I absolutely love that and I think a lot of the time we think oh it's really embarrassing if I fail it's really embarrassing if it doesn't go well it's embarrassing if I go for that job and I don't get it like it's not embarrassing for anyone. There's nobody in the world that hasn't failed. I was even saying to my dad the other day, we were talking about, I think it was Richard Branson. He was like, how many businesses has he had that have completely yeah. failed? Yeah. Yeah, still and he's a completely successful person, so. Yeah, and it, and, it, and, it, and it applies to everything in life, whether it's personal, whether it's the people you surround yourself with, whether it's your job, whether it's when you're a child or when you're you know, nearly 30, whatever it is, don't be afraid to fall over and because you'll get back up again and you know yeah (laughs) thank you so much my love for spreading all of your words of wisdom oh you're so welcome I've loved it I've I've loved loved it. it too and if anybody doesn't follow you or doesn't know about you where can they find out about you and obviously the wonderful GS method so it's just at Georgie Sperling on Instagram or at GS method on Instagram and you can email me if you want to know more about the GS method wonderful thank you very much well thanks for having this is very weird that we're talking in a podcast setting and not just like (laughs) I know isn't it I feel like we feel very formal I know but it's been great thank you so much oh babe I love speaking to you (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of you can do big things If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and share. It really does mean the world and I absolutely love hearing your feedback. You can find me on Instagram at katiesarahforbes and on my website at katiesarahforbes.com. Until next time, sending you lots of love and speak soon.